0: I knew that was going to happen. <laughs> I watched that video this morning. Seriously. When no, I was doing Cuz yeah, yeah. I was I was, was going I was doing my surf and I was like that's a hip hop song with this time. <laughs>
1: conversation with Pastor Sam. I am your um, other host, (laughs) Evangelist Donna Hayes. How y'all doing? Come on in the room. Say hi. Talk to me a little bit. I know I look a little short today, huh? (laughs) We got this uh, worked out. We're going to fix this little um, camera situation. But as you come on, say hi. Say hi, say hi, and let me know that you are here and that you're with us. All right, say hi, and let me know that you are with us. I'm here. We're just working on a little camera angle. All right. Amen. Hello, everyone. Hey, Sister Teresa. Hello, Mother White. How are you? All right. We're going to get this working in two seconds. Trying to work out this camera. All right. All right. All right. That's all we see right there, sir. All right, everybody. How y'all doing? How's everybody? You good? Are you good? Are you good? Hello, Sister Etheline. How are you? How are you? How are you? Glad to see you joining us this evening. All right. As you come in, say hi. Let us know that you're present and with us, and um, we will absolutely get ready to get our conversation going. I'm excited about the conversation we have planned for you this evening. it's going to be good prayerfully. We are going to have an awesome conversation and don't forget to chime in, talk to us, um, engage with us. You can do it via the live chat. And if you put your comment or question over there, then I will read your name aloud and your comment and, or your, um, your, your question. And, um, that is what I will do. And so, um, Yeah. If you don't want it read aloud and you don't want your name associated with it, then do me a favor and make sure that you um, text me or I will put the phone number to our conversation line um, there and you will be able to reach me that way. All right. Hello, Sister Edith. We are doing well. And hello, daughter. Hello, Kaylani. Hope that you are well, too. Awesome. Huh?
0: We're short, all
1: right. So, Pastor is here with me. Uh, and, that's um,
0: that's it, yeah.
1: let me, Kehlani, do you see just the top of my head? <laughs> or do you see both of us? Somebody let me know what visual you all have. Amen. Let me know what you got. Having a little, um, computer thing happening here. Just want to know. All right. I'm going to put our phone number in so you all could also, um, okay. Awesome. Thank you. Both
0: of us? Yes. Thank okay.
1: you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. That's good. All right. So it's tonight. If you haven't noticed already, it's, um, pastor and I are the only two here tonight um brother maurice is not in the studio with us this evening but um we want to let you know that we are asking and soliciting your prayers for him as he is um caring for his mom all is well um all is well no need for alarm or anything we just want to make sure that we keep them lifted in prayer as she is is doing well it's just some other things that needed to be taken care of this evening so to god be the glory all right, I'm gonna let Pastor say hi, and then um, thank you all so, thank you all so much. I'm seeing something completely different. I just wanted to make sure that um you all weren't seeing what I was seeing, which was just like the top of my head. <laughs> she is transfixed <laughs> on that piece.
0: You cannot get. Past. I wonder why that's still showing. That it must be some type of loop or something.
1: I don't know. Huh? All right. I don't
0: know as long as everybody, if you have, um,
1: if
0: if anybody sees something beyond just the top of first lady's head, let (laughs) us know, amen. (laughs) Uh, Thank you again in our prayers. Before we got started tonight, I was thanking God for the opportunity to come into your homes and to be in your heart. And hopefully tonight we'll be able to have some great discussion. And this will open up your and our understanding. Uh, what I'm finding out is when we have these discussions, It is an element of discovery Uh, and it brings up an atmosphere of okay what about and it leads on to a a nice dialogue Mm -hmm. and uh, we really look forward to any comments that you may have um to bring them into the conversation as well so we're gonna get started with some prayer and then we're gonna talk about tonight's subject which is leadership i mean right there (laughs) we're gonna talk
1: about leadership tonight so Um, hello, say sister Katie. Hello, sister Fuchs and family. Awesome. Thank you, sister, Edith, for that to God be the glory. So let us pray. Most gracious and heavenly father. We thank you once more and again for another day's journey. We are so absolutely grateful, dear God, that you allowed us to live today, to see the day, to get another opportunity today, dear God, to commune with you and to do better in our walk, dear God, with you. So we pray to God that today we've touched somebody's life, that somebody we came in contact with, they saw the light of Christ shining in us, and that we were um we may have even been a, an inspiration to someone on today, dear God. We just praying, dear God, that you are ordering our steps and Lord, that you are leading us and guiding us along every step of the way.
0: Every step. So we
1: thank you for every home represented here. Um, right now and those that will join later and or at any time in the future. We ask that you bless that home, touch every member of that family, dear God, and that you will let your spirit rest, rule, and reign in that place now as we have this conversation, dear God, on leadership. So we thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Thank God. Thank God. Thank God. Thank God. Thank you, almighty God. Thank
0: you, almighty God.
1: Amen. Amen.
0: So i guess to break it out to um, speak on leadership i've been a part of leadership in some form of fashion my entire adult life yeah um when i left home at 17 and immediately into the military amen <laughs> and thrust into a position where i mean even when you first arrive they do a thing called fire watch okay so in the middle of the night somebody will come wake you up and you would take your two hours and your two hours where everybody else is sleeping mm-hmm you're basically um leading in in that moment okay so i mean it teaches you in incremental steps to include i have been to some of the air force united states air force most prestigious leadership academies and to god be the glory actually was a top grad in a couple of those occasions so with those that being said and with the fact that after i retired from the military got a chance to go into state government and and state government rose up to the position of divisional director. That being said, none of these things prepared me (laughs) for what leadership meant and how leadership would be defined Mm -hmm. coming into the church. Mm. The church, I've been in places where it's been combat zones. And very, very difficult because of what is scripted out and all of the different policies and the, the codes and everything else to go along with it. What I've come to find out though is none of these things prepare you yeah. to walk into a church. And we've been now, this is our fourth charge. Yeah. yeah. This is our fourth church pastoring. Yeah. And you would think that over pastoring four churches, you would be able to draw down I have experience. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody need to what? Honor it because I have enough experience that I can have foresight Mm -hmm. or enough foresight to know how to address something or how something is going to turn out. When you're dealing with the church, Mm -hmm. that's difficult. I mean, we say discernment. You can have discernment, Mm -hmm. but you still don't know what and how these things are going to turn Uh out. Yeah. Things in the church could be going wonderful. And then all of a sudden, right? you're in chaos. Yeah. <laughs> and when you're in chaos, you need to learn how to manage your way out of that. Mm-hmm. And managing your way out of church chaos is um, a little bit harder than um, most situations. That's right. Why do I say that? Managing your way out of church chaos is you have so many independent-minded folk are working towards unity mm-hmm. who are finding themselves mm-hmm. who are empowered by God mm-hmm. being empowered by God is a powerful thing yeah. it is an anointing that comes on you mm-hmm. and it is so great that you want to get out front you want to start leading you want to start guiding you want to start directing and oh folks um, talking about you know what who called you and you know are you supposed to be preaching you know what mm-hmm. I believe that once God touches you, yeah. everybody is a preacher.
1: And everybody's been called to do something. And
0: everybody's been called to um, not only um, um, actualize themselves in ministry, mm-hmm. but everybody's been called to lift up God in the only way, unique way that they have been given to do it. Mm-hmm. Only thing standing in the way of you letting your light shine is somebody else's light is shining. Okay. And when somebody else's light is shining, it's hard to find how to share that light when you don't know your purpose, when you've not had your lane identified, yeah. and you really are operating out of, I would say, I, I would say it softly ambition mm-hmm. because if you're a Christian, you have some ambition.
1: Yes, sir.
0: It, it comes with the territory. Yep. If you did not have any ambition, then why are you here? Right. If not anything, your ambition is going to be your faith walk. I want to get into heaven. So I need to walk by faith, and Mm -hmm. I need to be ambitious in this thing. And if I'm ambitious in it, you know what? When I get to the gate, I don't want to get there half-baked. That's right. I'm going to get there stellar. Amen. And if I'm walking in stellar, then I need to make sure that I'm doing everything, what, type A and energized right here, right now. Mm Mm-hmm. What I think is, what I know is, is that where we falter is in this push to get ourselves actualized. Mm -hmm. We're not seeing the beloved. And we're not caring about the peripherals. Mm -hmm. And this is where I'm gonna say, there are a lot of different types of leadership. I mean, you have your um, uh, democratic leadership style, Mm you have your um, autocratic, you have your laissez-faire, you have your direct approach, uh, you have a, a person who's a supervisor, somebody who's just going to coach you through, and another person that would be um, um, just somebody who's going to be a pace setter. I love that part of leadership. Mm-hmm. That's That's been mine. If you have enough people behind you and they're going to keep your pace, then as a leader, be a pace setter. Then that way, everybody's keeping up with the flow mm-hmm. of how things are going. And things should work out. And if you pace setting, everybody should be in line. It's when you start having these sporadic moments and tensions and everything that you get a little bit mm-hmm. um, out of line mm-hmm. and out of step with each other. Mm-hmm. But what we really have to do is when we're inside these positions of leadership is to know and understand that just because you're in a leadership position today, right, that's where a lot of people get messed up at. Just because you're in leadership position today Uh does not mean that the anointing God has given you for today means that you are in a career, lifelong position of leadership. Got you. Because you could be appointed for a time such Such as this. this. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Like like Esther was,
0: right? You've been prepared for Mm -hmm. this time. Yeah. So as a leader... You have to start recognizing um, the accolades of man will carry an echo into the tomorrow. Mm -hmm. So what do you do once God has, you have fulfilled the purpose that God had on you, and you've done it very well, and then now you're sitting there, and you still got your whole armor on, and now it's like, all right, somebody else's turn. Well, you know what? It may be somebody else's turn, but I'm not willing to release and relinquish. Mm -hmm
1: you had uh, given us a um a a practical example of that one during one bible study where you were um and we you we use brother ron and i think brother trey Uh, and you were saying how you know brother ron is really great at being the leader in the kitchen and doing that job right, right right um but what if it were such that god called brother trey at the time to come in and to step into that role if, if, he, if you, if, if you as the leader at, uh, as the overarching leader I remember asked that. that brother Trey would be positioned in that role and the difficulty is that, and brother Ron was very honest well, I, well, I kind of would have a problem with that if that's what my job is, right? right. And that's what I'm doing. And so you use that very example that, but there's somebody that's going to come, that's going to be receiving of what's being prepared, that. The message needed for them, the only person they are able to receive it from is Brother Trey. Right. And God knows this. We might not know it, right? Mm-hmm. But God knows it. And so that's why we sort of have to not be so, um, so. Uh, what's the word, um, so protective of, of position um, because the Lord sees so much greater than what we could ever see. Right. And that everybody's not as receptive to, one type of leadership, right? Mm-hmm. I think it falls in line too. It, somebody comes along and plants the seed, somebody else comes along and waters, Agree. and then God brings the
0: increase. Agree. We have to be as leaders, and you are, believe this, you are a leader. Mm-hmm. In some form or fashion, you are a leader. I think that God calls us into to um, um, engage our leadership mm-hmm. in different contexts. Right. If you're not a leader on your job, Right. You're not leading your um home. You're a, you're a leader somewhere. Right. If you're not leading anybody else, you're leading
1: yourself. yourself. Right.
0: So you're your own leader. Yeah. And as a leader, and using that example with Brother Ron, <coughs> as a leader, you have to be committed, mm-hmm. committed mm-hmm. to the growth of other people.
1: Right. That's good. That's good. Um, exalt others higher than yourself higher than yourself that's yeah, leadership that's good
0: what mm-hmm. a lot of people don't realize is that and this is one of the things that I learned when I was in the military you can lead from behind
1: yeah
0: because when you lead from behind you get the um panoramic view of everything that's going on you can see the big picture if you believe that leadership is only about being in front of everybody mm-hmm. and having everybody basically you know what eat my dust that type of thing mm-hmm. You may one day turn around and guess what?
1: It might be
0: <laughs> It may not be anybody there. It might not
1: be nobody. But you know what? We've all been taught that though. You can't leave from the back. I mean, even in churches, we have the 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 traditional, you know, leadership just sit up front, you know? Uh-huh. Y'all take the first two rows. I don't want to see any of my leadership in the back. I don't want to see any of you all, you know, lagging behind. So, I mean, don't you think we sort of send a mixed signal when we do that?
0: I think we send a mixed signal, but the mixed signal is you're telling now the ushers that they're not a part of leadership. Mm
1: -hmm. I see what you're saying because of their role.
0: Because of their role Mm -hmm. and their leadership role means that I have my leadership from the the, um, back end of the church. I'm opening up, you know, I'm a doorkeeper. Mm -hmm. I'd rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my Lord. Than dwell in the tents of wickedness. That's leadership.
1: Yeah, and after- to make
0: a statement like that, that uh, that whoever wrote that, yeah, that's leadership. Right. Right. Because beyond anything else, a leader has to be humble. If you're not humble, please believe me, the church will humble you.
1: Uh, let me uh, let me see what we have here. So Kaylani said it's on the job training type experience. Yes, I agree. I have something to say to that too. And then Sister Foops says, slightly confused. Oh, accolades of man will carry into tomorrow. Break that down. Pastor.
0: Well, if you if if what I'm saying about accolades of man will carry you into tomorrow, if you worked and had a great week, mm-hmm. and at the great at the end of the week, you did the employee of the week. And then the employee of the week means that, you know what, you've done everything you possibly could. Now, here comes the accolades of man. The accolades of man will put your picture in a photograph.
1: Right, hanging on the wall. And hang it on the wall. Right, right, right. This
0: is going to go into next week. Gotcha. Now, next week It's not your best week. (laughs) Yeah. So now when I look at you acting up, and then I look up at the is that you on the wall? Oh, okay. Then that means that you have been carried into a position or a place that leadership role that was on four <laughs> last week is not being what
1: actualized this
0: week. Actualized this week. Gotcha. And it does not make you a you know less of a leader or right. less of a person. It means that you need to if you're going to be a leader in the next week, mm-hmm. then you have to be a leader in the next week. And there has to be what a purpose, a place, mm-hmm. and a reason for your leadership. Mm-hmm. You need to have a reason for your leadership. You just don't show up on a job and mm-hmm. say I'm in charge. Right. You just don't show up in a church and say I'm the leader. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because on a job and in a church, you're going to have people who's going to be there like I've been here a long time but and you- i before you and I will be here a long time after you. But
1: that goes to so I'm going to tie in what Keilani says about on the job training and what my point I would like to make about that is you do learn as you go like parents. Yes. You know when you've never been a parent before and <laughs> you have a kid, you're learning. Right. Nobody right. could tell you how to raise your child, like how you learn how to raise your child, because, you know, everybody's situations are different. Right. I do believe that in differences, um, we are in our fourth church. But I think that I think we learned and gleaned something from each church that did help us in the next church. Um, albeit, we know that the different personalities of the church and different churches called for different um different uh, programs and protocols in order to take that church where God would have you to take that church. I do think that you do show up as a church at a church, as a pastor and say, I'm in leadership. I'm in charge. I do think that, I think it depends on your position.
0: I think you show up in the church <clears throat> with an appointment.
1: Okay. All right. Yep. That's what we get an appointment. Go ahead.
0: After you show up in the church and they read your appointment, uh, uh-huh. Then now it is your duty and responsibility to earn the hearts of the people and become their pastor. I've always said it takes three to five years
1: before somebody calls you
0: you gonna call me your pastor. Because I have to prove to you we don't know each other.
1: Right, but that's still, don't you still consider that you you leading your leadership position? Because (laughs) the Lord uh, prayerfully by the president bishop, like we all always hear has appointed you in that position. And right. so you do have to go in there with a leadership position, albeit your style now, of course has to be indicative in order to get people to, to, to buy into the vision. Right. But I do think that you have to have some type of leadership.
0: You, what you do is you go in with an appointment, uh-huh. you go in with a title and then you operate within the framework and the discipline of that title. Okay. So you have authority, authority. okay. That mm-hmm. is derived not from you mm-hmm. as a leader, but you have the authority of the doctrine and the discipline of a church that has been doing this over hundreds of years. Right. So right. now I have the authority from the doctrine, mm-hmm. I have the appointment, ordination. and I have the and I have the title, mm-hmm. I have the ordination, mm-hmm. and I can take all these things Put them in front of you, and it still won't be able to lead you.
1: Oh yeah, well, right, <laughs> right, right. Because leadership is more than just like you started off saying being out in front and saying, "Hey, follow me." Right, right. So it's a whole lot that um it, that, that that entails. And and then there are bad leaders, then there are good. You leaders. you
0: cannot show up to a church or anywhere, declaring bow down.
1: Right. Exactly.
0: One mm-hmm. of the things and um. Reverend Nezzy in Atlanta City. Yes. She really, really said something that I carried when I um, went to pastor the church in Atlanta City. Mm-hmm. And she said, um, You're going to, it was when I was really still new, fresh, ears just dripping Right, ripping, because this was dripping, dripping settle,
1: water. It was like right after your first church. You were, yeah, you the first, first church was a a like, All time. right, I'm going to mess up yeah. real bad here. <laughs> Everybody be blessed. We're going to get through this thing.
0: And um, she said, You're going to do well because you have a heart for the people. Yes. I melted when she said that. I was like, you know what? Nobody has explained that, mm-hmm. but I see what you're saying. Yeah. And I'm going to now try my best to live up to that mm-hmm. so that when I go to each place, someone will be able to see I have a heart for the people. Right. And the job of a leader is to always learn from the folk mm-hmm. who are there. Right. If you're not learning, how are you leading?
1: Right, right. Because I think uh, I think everybody's constantly learning. Mm-hmm. Like as long as we have breath in our body, we're learning. As long as we um, are able to to um, live to see another day, we're learning. And I right. don't think I think that when you say you stop learning, then which, what are, what are we existing for, right? And right. Annie is the other part. That you can lead from somebody who you consider so-called, you know, not as astute as you, mm-hmm. right? I think anybody could teach us like, shoot, a shooter. Kid could teach an adult something,
0: right? And, and there are <coughs> qualities. Here's here's a a a prime quality of a leader. Before you can be a leader, mm-hmm. you had to have been a great follower. A oh, great follower.
1: Yep, I agree with
0: that. If you're not following, if you're not supporting, yes. if you're not solidifying somebody. It's their time right now and it's not your time. Mm-hmm. And if you if you're doing everything you possibly can, then in my eyes, you're earning the right to have a right of passage into a step up. But if you're undermining leadership, mm-hmm. if you are a um informal leader, because that's leadership as well. Right. And what I mean by informal leadership is somebody who has control over the organization or the people uh-huh. or the church, mm-hmm. but they don't have a title. Right. They don't have a appointment they don't have an ordination but the folk in the church ain't gonna listen to nobody but them got you that's a crazy place to be in but we have a lot of that type of stuff going on and you as a leader have to figure out how to navigate these situations without having the situation navigate you yeah because if you allow it to navigate you then you're going to get angry every step along the way
1: so a couple of things. I mean, they got, they come in today. So Sister Denise says, we must learn to be flexible and compromise in any situation.
0: I, Sister Denise, when you say that, I'm going to tell you that that concept mm-hmm. is the difference between life and death. Mm-hmm. Because if you're moving in one direction and you cannot see the whole scope you do not have your situational awareness on, mm-hmm. but somebody else, like a football game, all of the coaches of a football game are not on the field.
1: Right. Some
0: are on the booth,
1: some are on the right, some are over there, right. Exactly. Some of the
0: coaches are in the booth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why? Why do we have coaches in the booth? They have a different view. Different view, a different perspective. Uh-huh. You could be doing something wrong and nobody sees it. That's right. But that other person who is now a coach, leadership by coaching, now is a coach that's in that booth and the coach got to call down. Listen, this is what I see. That's good. And if you continue to do the other, mm-hmm. then you're going to lose.
1: Right, right, right. That's good.
0: You're mm-hmm. going to lose. So you have to acknowledge the fact, yes, I've got to be flexible mm-hmm. because I don't have the ability to see everything. everything. Yeah. When you begin to start thinking, you see it all, you know it all. Go home, lay down, <laughs> and take a nap.
1: Oh, gosh. And That's then, terrible. as you
0: take a nap, wake yourself up. Because oh. I'm telling you, you got it all wrong. Yeah. You have to be in that position where you're listening to people. Yeah. And I'm not talking about just that.
1: Right. Right. I know what you're throwing something do. out. Right.
0: No, I need to listen. And then I need to be, begin to restate what you're telling me. To let you know, I heard you. I heard you. Right. I'm going to restate it so that mm-hmm. you can make sure that I understand you. Right. You um, have to listen to make sure that what the people are saying mm-hmm. are acknowledging the wisdom that God is pouring. Because it's not you. Right. I've never been in the position where leadership was about me. Mm-hmm. I've always, in every situation, and you always have time. I don't care what it is. Mm-hmm lord what would you have me to do amen i mean i've had a gun pointed to the side of my head and said lord what would you have me to do
1: i'm i had a gun pointed and this is not just you know strange war stories but i've had a gun pointed at my side before literally resting on my my rib here right and um i in that moment did acknowledge god's leadership lord Lord, what? what What am I supposed to do? Because, you right. know, my mind is all over the place. Am I supposed to run? Am I supposed to, you know, and the Lord told me to be
0: still. Now, com- exactly, be still. Now, compound that mm-hmm. if you are leading people. Yeah. Now, don't get me don't get me wrong. Leading people is a headache. Please believe me, y'all. I love y'all, but y'all are all headaches. <laughs> Goodness. Well, thank you. <laughs> even, even you know, I, what did even God say to Moses on the mountain? <laughs> Your people, then what Moses say, no, they ain't, they none ain't my, people. my people, they Them your, your people. <laughs> <laughs> and Moses went down there and got himself into a whole lot of trouble, yeah, yeah walking yeah. with him, striking the rock, yeah, and then That's not able to do, to do, and because he did something more so than what God. So, a good leader is always going to ask God, What would you have me to do? yeah, and when you ask God, What would you have me to do? you have to be willing. Strong enough mm-hmm. because the people are not always gonna want to do what God wants to do. That's right. That's right. As a leader, listen to me, leaders. As a leader, mm-hmm. you're not gonna want to do what,
1: God wants, you to
0: what do. God wants you to do.
1: I know that's right.
0: You're gonna be eating as a leader, as one as a servant leader in God's army, mm-hmm. you are required to eat humble pie. Oh.
1: 24 time. hours a
0: day, mm-hmm. seven days a week, yes. 366 days. I'm counting yeah. the leap year. All the time. Yeah. Humble yourself.
1: Yeah.
0: And that's that's something that God brings out in in us. Mm-hmm. It's our um, necessary arrangement, mm-hmm. and sometimes even leadership takes you to a point in a place where you know the answer. But leadership tells you what you're doing is going to get you into trouble. Mm-hmm. But I've told you 25 times, mm-hmm. and you still keep doing it. Mm-hmm. So now I'm going to allow my leadership to watch over you. Right. But I've got to let you but hurt I'm yourself. Let
1: you hurt yourself. Yeah. Yeah, I get
0: that. That's is but it?
1: that. But that's what God does. I mean, God does that every to day, all the time. It's like I I already told you, Mm -hmm. but you don't want to listen. So now I'm gonna copy you, but I gotta let you (laughs) I gotta gotta let you get a little scuffed. I gotta touch
0: you. So like like, Paul, it's too hard for you to kick against the fence.
1: Yeah. Um next thing on sister uh Mm Fuchs writes, does it mean that at this very moment in time what was required was what was needed?
0: What was required is what was needed. Um if you wake up in the morning, I'm trying to understand the question, what was, was what was required is what is needed. And if you discern that a situation is requiring your leadership, if you discern that the situation requires your engagement, sometimes the situation requires your leadership, mm-hmm. but it does not require your engagement you can make right, things better. Right, 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 right. But no, don't. Right. Because sometimes God got to let the storm yank the person out the boat. Right.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and this that's one of the things I think we talk about too just um in a plethora of situations, especially parental situations, right? Mm-hmm. We sometimes we know it's like um we know that um we see what's going to happen. Right. Um and um but because teenagers are teenagers, or right. you know, little two year olds or two year olds, right? Um, you know, they want to do what they want to do, and so um, uh, Tamron Hall had a show on. I think it was this week. I, I missed it, but I heard it was pretty um, impactful um, with teenagers and parents talking about that very subject. But right. like, you know, how do you navigate that? How do you how do you navigate knowing somebody like you just said is going to get hurt,
0: uh-huh. right?
1: And you're in charge of them, or you know, you're responsible for them. And you don't want to see that, you know, you don't want to see anybody hurt. So what do you, how do you do that? How do you do that and still allow? And I, I get it because I remember having to tell uh, um, someone in my family, um, you've got to stop trying to take the position of God. Right. You know, um, if you continue to bail somebody out all of the time, if you all continue to, to do all of the time, then when does God get the opportunity to, to teach the lesson? Right. You know, when does that happen? And I know it's hard, especially when you love people, right. you know?
0: And sometimes you and may be jumping into a situation mm-hmm. that God has created. And you jumping no. into the situation <laughs> that God has created yeah. it means now that you're fighting against God the same way as, the, as Jonah is. Yeah. Rem- remember, he's the captain of that ship. He's the captain. Mm-hmm. He's responsible for every life on the boat. Mm-hmm. Storm comes. They're throwing things off. They're fighting against the storm. Mm-hmm. They're doing everything they possibly can. Then they find Jonah doing what? Sleep. Do. <laughs> get up. Chilling. and pray to your God, <laughs> right? Because we all out here, you know, getting ready to, to drown in right. the ship about to sink. Right. So they're fighting against everything, and then Jonah realizes this storm. You know what? Stop. Right.
1: Throw me Stop over. Stop
0: throwing all your stuff. Let's. This ain't probably got one. nothing to do with y'all. It's about it's me. It's about me. Yep. Throw me over, and and re- I believe probably reluctantly because he, as a captain and as a leader, mm-hmm. like I don't want to do this. Right. But I gotta do what I don't want to do because this is how I need to acknowledge the power and authority of God.
1: You gotta do what you don't want to do in order to
0: do what you need to do. That's leadership. Yeah. That's leadership, and. Mm-hmm. How do you I mean you got to put yourself in a position where you are engaged when the situation is hot. Yeah. You can walk into a situation where everybody is being um toxic, mm-hmm. a hot mess and everybody as soon as you walk in well what do you think? <laughs> I think I arrived I at, think the at the wrong moment. Mom. <laughs> I'm sorry
1: place, but it must have been the wrong time. Yes. And, and
0: then they, they 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 relinquish their authority to you, uh-huh. and you better not make a decision.
1: Right, without consulting us.
0: Because they, at that time, will unite.
1: Yes, against you. Against you. Right. For being
0: more unwise than they have yes, been. Yes, Lord. Why did we decide to listen to you?
1: But that reminds me of, like, the story of Job, though, right? You know? His little friend sitting around... I say friends sitting around and and telling him how terrible he was and all the stuff that he must've done wrong in his life. But nobody knowing that God created that situation, right? That God is the one who said this was going to go down. That was between him and, and Satan. And, and that was that, you know, I think that's why it was really um, important um, to talk about in the very beginning of that chapter, who he was, that he was a man of, um, you know, uh, who walked upright with God and who skewed evil. It was for us to know as the readers to know that because we could have been just like his friends talking about, well, you had to have done something wrong. Just like somebody's always asking Jesus, what they do wrong? You know, what sin did they commit? And that's why they're into this trouble and having these problems, right? And so you, you get to a place where you feel as though um, we have to sometimes recognize um, that the Lord Maybe need some of us to mm. go through some stuff in order to get us to the place where he would have us to be um, better disciples, better, better Christians, better. But better it also brings up a
0: more um, a deeper t- struggle. What about when you have to lead your friends? They, there ain't no better way to lose friends than that way. Than to be placed in a position of leadership over them, because you know why. All your friends gonna be looking for the hookup, right? Let me get away with it. You know we, we go way back. You know you was how you gonna act new now? Right, right,
1: right.
0: You know we we both been through the storm together. That you know when you was running with me. <laughs> that was how dumb. you gonna try to roll? How you gonna try to roll up now? You got a little I You when. right
1: right, right, right. right, right. You, you, I remember
0: you when you weren't no pastor. <laughs> right. Uh, I remember you when you weren't no first lady. Right. You know yes. dancing at the peppermint lounge. Yes. Yeah. What about that? Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Right. But Come you,
0: on. A, a, a grand piece of leadership is yeah. the the art of persuasion.
1: That's a gift I have to honestly say you have. Um, I, I see that in you. You have the ability to do that. Now, um, Sister Nina was just saying, too, shouldn't the congregation have the respect, have the respect, I guess, of the leadership, have the respect for the leadership?
0: Sister Nina, I'm, I'm so glad you said that. Should the congregation had the respect of leadership. Mm-hmm. If you've never been taught respect beyond your own behind,
1: yeah.
0: then you don't know how to respect other people.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And when I was um, in the academy with the at-risk youth, mm-hmm. they thought of, you know what, you're going to give me my respect, you're going to give me my respect. And they took it to levels that, you know what, well, this is ridiculous. Yeah, But they didn't respect anybody else. That's right. So how do you demand respect when you don't give respect? Mm-hmm. That was a lesson I learned as a uh, young man About it. you gotta learn this lesson from the matriarchs and the patriarchs. That's right. If you want my respect as, you know what, your elder, then you need to give me your- um, Your respect. Your respect, right. That's and I always said that. And get into your position of mm-hmm. understanding. Mm-hmm. And then one day, if you do this right, there will be a changing of the guard. Right. There will be a passing of the baton. Right. Because leadership, even in your family, has to that's take to a position change. of, you know what, mm-hmm. when your mom and dad get to an age yes. where they can no longer make sound decisions or take care of themselves, that's right. then you got to step up, and then now you have to become the leader. Uh-huh. And that's not an easy thing to do. Partic- it's, listen, it's not going to be easy. Sam, Kelani, Ari, Maurice, it's not going to be easy. Because I'm never going to be able to let it go. You're going to have to hide the keys to my car. Uh-huh. But you're going to have to take all my money away so I can't walk to the store and get me some chicken rooms. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, and, I am. And the, and the, the thing is, is that le- this is the reason why a lot of people don't want to take that position and go into leadership because leadership is hard. Everybody wants the accolades. Oh, okay.
1: I was to they say want that. the
0: praise. Right, right. They right. want the exaltation. Right. They want the parade. Right. They want, they want shine. the the shouts and yeah. the cheering. Yeah, yeah. But they don't want what comes with that.
1: Right, right. And that it ages you. It comes. I mean, you honestly, you look at um all of all, all, the, presidents. all of the presidents. They age. Um, while in that office, I I saw you know. Um, I remember back in the day, Mayor Dinkins. I remember him going into New York, and I saw a young man go in there, and I saw a a pretty aged man come out. You got what? What happened? It was the people. It was the people. It was the people. (laughs) It does it ages you, and and I think I think first. Let me just sidebar a second, Sister Teresa. You don't know nothing about no peppermint lounge. Now go ahead, Sister Teresa said that. (laughs) Know nothing about the pepper. You don't know nothing about the mint. That's what we used to call it.
0: Sister, you know you can't dance.
1: <laughs> but um, you said something about um shining earlier. You said um it's hard to shine when someone else is, and you are not yet able to define your position, your purpose, your call, your your place, right? And someone's shining in out in front of you. Um, I think. A lot of times, that probably is the most common thing or theme amongst people. Mm -hmm. Um, Because oftentimes you hear more of persons asking, What is my purpose? Right. And in searching out their purpose, they're trying to emulate others, believing that it's easy right? Mm -hmm. Not recognizing the the long walk that you had to take to get to where you are. Right, Not that it happened overnight, but it took years, decades for Mm -hmm. some, Mm -hmm. right? In order to get to those positions. And so, but they look at it because you may have mastered it, if you will, right? In a way, and I say master, not completely, but you've gotten... You've gotten better, about right? you and the abstract form I'm anybody. talking about abstract, yeah, not you. Yeah, right. I'm just saying abstract. Right. You know, you've gotten better at it, and now people are looking at it and saying, oh, that's easy, I can do it, I can do it. Yeah.
0: It's, it's never yeah, easy. No,
1: it's not easy. So people, can,
0: people can make it look easy. They
1: make it look easy, and that's the point. Then you, here's the other part. You may not have even sat down long enough to talk to that individual about the, the ups and downs that they had to endure in order to get to where they are. Mm -hmm. You know, um, when you don't know your purpose, when you don't, when you're not confident in yourself, when your insecurities are like overwhelming, Mm -hmm. it's hard to let somebody shine and follow that leadership because you are too busy hating on that leadership.
0: Yeah. and, And you know what? It's easy to fall into a position of, of of hating or jealousy when somebody's doing something very well. Yeah. I mean and they're really knocking it out of the park. And especially and, and if
1: you don't know yet what you're called to do. Right. right. Every profession. Is. Right. I mean
0: look at Beyonce and what's the husband's name? Jay Z. <laughs> and I know that everybody in the field, like, gotta I want like you know that. what I'm <laughs> I, I want that. I want to do it, but you know what? You got to put in the time. Yeah, you got to outwork me. That's that's one of the aspects of leadership that a lot of times I don't take on a lot of apprentices. Mm-hmm. I believe in the old way of uh, you take on an apprentice, you work with them mm-hmm. and turn them into a journeyman, mm-hmm. and then you give them the. Um, the title inside of your um, abilities to call them a master of what they do right and now you're at that master level mm-hmm. then at that point you begin to share leadership i'm very unwilling to share leadership with somebody who don't, don't want to go work. through the steps right 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 if you're not willing to you know come empty the trash mm-hmm. then how is it that you're going to be willing I mean why should i invite you to um take the top position immediately do what you got to do right. in order so that you can receive the rewards of your um of of your labors and you got to be in a position where you know what i'm going to share leadership with you but if you want it you have to be passionate and you've got to come at my level or higher with your passion i'm not saying that your ability is going to be the same because you got some schooling and some learning to do but your passion is something that's given by God, mm-hmm. and your passion's got to be burning. Yeah. And if your passion ain't burning, don't step to me,
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: because at that point I'm gonna tell you to go sit down. You ain't mm-hmm. ready.
1: And that's where people have a problem. So they, and a lot of
0: people, a lot of people of have had major problems with me with that.
1: So that's what I was getting ready to say. So people like you and um, I'm gonna take, you know, people. You said Beyonce. So let's take her from the music industry world because uh-huh. we, we know from her, her work ethic we see what she she come out with a whole album and then nobody even know she was doing it but right. she was behind the scenes working hard really putting the effort in and doing what she needed Gotta to do, do. The work. she was doing the work um they talk about how how she ex- has an expectation when um, you're working with her you are the same way you have an expectation when somebody's working with you uh, Rest this guy rest his soul Kobe Bryant had an expectation with working with people. People like that. that they in the gym, right.
0: Almost twenty hours a day, call and the, taking a nap on the bench.
1: Kobe in the gym. I mean, like four o'clock in the morning, training and working out without the team. That's right. You know, so, so. If
0: you, unless you develop those skills, yeah, then what do you have to offer?
1: But then that's also what makes them so good at what they do, and have the ability to teach others to do it as well. But like you said,
0: what that do you person have to offer?
1: you got to come with the same kind of hunger, right? Because if, not,
0: if you don't come with the same passion, yeah. you, you have nothing to offer me. You have nothing to offer to the people. Mm-hmm. You got to come with that. And then at that point, let me help you hone that skill. <laughs> let me show you some um, things that I've learned over the years. Let me give you some books to read that have some narratives with great leaders that are out mm-hmm, there. Mm-hmm. Let, who have you read
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Who have
0: you studied? Right. Don't just come to me and say I'm a leader just because you've been smelling yourself.
1: Right. Right.
0: Because at that point, you know what, you're not you're just wasting a whole lot of people's time. And eventually it's gonna implode on you. Because you know what? I think that any form, even bad leadership, can have its day. But it just cannot be sustained. That's where you look at the good leadership. Good leadership is sustainable because all leadership will be questioned.
1: Yeah, And, and the word tells us, too, that um, those of us who are in those positions will be judged more harshly. And that's the other problem. Like, again, you want the accolade. You want the shine. You want to be raised up, exalted. But do you want, like Jesus even said to uh, James and John's mama, right? Mm-hmm. The sons of Zebedee. Right. Uh, are you able to drink from the same cup?
0: is exactly
1: right <clears throat>
0: you want this
1: right but you don't even know what you are <laughs>
0: because there are a lot there's a lot to come with this mm-hmm. and you know what jesus is telling them i wake up some days
1: not wanting to do and it. i've got <laughs> to go to the father
0: yes in order to get my motivation yes. to hang out with y'all yeah yeah,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: because you know what I I don't I don't want to be here no more.
1: And not only that, I gotta and w- even with him, I have a short amount of time.
0: Right. I got work to do. I can't be
1: playing playing games with y'all. Like <laughs> right. you know, we got something
0: to do. And and, and even with Paul, Paul was basically saying, you know what is it's better to benefit y'all that I stay here. Yeah. But I'd rather, I'd rather be with God. Rather God right be now. with
1: God. That's right. He said it. Mm-hmm.
0: So leadership means that there is a. a a people Mm -hmm,
1: mm -hmm. that
0: requires your anointing. Mm -hmm. There's a people that requires your living sacrifice. There's a people that require all of these things, and these people you cannot have the expectation that they Mm -hmm. will appreciate what you give them. But yet, if you step into the ring of leadership, then you cannot falter. You cannot walk away. Yeah, from I was them.
1: about to say you can't falter. You can't walk away, and you can't give up.
0: You can you never give you up. Can't
1: be like yo, this is. just... You
0: go down with the ship. You the, if you're gonna take you're the, the last one to go. You the last one. Yeah. And if you're not willing to lay your life down for yeah. what you believe in, yeah. Then take a step back. That's right. Because you don't belong there.
1: And and a lot of times, what I've seen just over um. Uh, your, I'm gonna say your life for this particular example, and what stories I've heard you share with, um, with us, um, and how people just don't even recognize, you know. And here's here's where I here's where I think they do, mm-hmm. right? People don't recognize your your abilities, mm-hmm. but I think that they do. They just don't want to acknowledge them because they don't want to have anybody else see you shine. And, uh, and then do that thing that we're supposed to do, exalt others above ourselves. Right. And so there always is a difficulty in that. And
0: that's a problem. In the, that's not only a problem in the church, no, it's mean, a problem across, across, across the, the board. board. Yeah. Yeah. It's like when you was running your shop. There yeah. had to be... You're in there and you doing hair, frying, dying, laying to the side, coloring everything else. And do it better than everybody else. Bishop
1: Jackson said slapping heads. Slapping heads
0: and some and every time somebody walk out, they doing the, the twirls right, and the prayer wet right, right. and don't want to leave the shop because they're looking in the mirror. Right. And then somebody else come up in there and then take your your hairline to where um no man has gone before. <laughs> and you walk out and you've been with them six months. And all your hair falling out. <laughs> you're like, what in the world well, are happened. you doing? Right, right. Um. Then yes, at that moment, like I, what's going on? I. They want what you have, but that's when you's like, I want it. Okay, if you want it, come into the apprenticeship level.
1: I work with level you. one. I
0: yeah. will work with you. Yeah. Right. But I'm not gonna give you every secret that I have. Right. I'm not gonna open up the recipe book and show you everything in there right
1: if you're not willing to work at you want to work right i get it one of the things that used to kind of frustrate me in cosmetology school was was similar to that right Uh in that um um one of the one of my gifts was cutting hair right i could do that Mm Um, and it wasn't something I needed a lot of training on, you know, in school, there were a whole lot of other things I needed to be trained on. Right. Um, but cutting was something I had kind of, I had to get was gifted. That's what I believe. Uh So when we get to, um, a certain halfway point, we get to work on, on real life clients, not just the mannequins anymore. Right. And I think we do people a disservice when we, when we even recognize somebody's strength and somebody's weakness. And, and we don't try to train them in those areas. Right. So whenever anyone came in, and I could do any texture hair. It didn't matter who you were. Right. When you came in and you wanted a haircut, well, because wait, wait. my teachers. When
0: they walked into the school to get that little $2 haircut, they got what they deserved. Well,
1: this is, <laughs> this is where I was going with that. Right? Okay. This is exactly where I was going with that. So the, the thing of it is, is that the teachers didn't want to be frustrated, though. Even uh-huh. though the people knew. Let them learn even though the people knew you coming in and a haircut is gone and a shampoo, all that going to cost you $5 and you know, you can't go nowhere else, but a school and let trainees work on you. Right. Right. They still would not, because the people would still complain, even though it was $5 and they know we were learning, they would still complain like they had paid a hundred. And the fact of the matter is is that the teachers, now these are leadership, right? They didn't want to be responsible or even deal with, the frustration of a client. So what they would do is they pile all the haircuts on my chair. Okay. All the other things other people would get. This is why I'm so deficient in coloring and I wanted to learn that. Right. And I went to my teacher.
0: Right.
1: And I asked my teacher, could you please show me, I want to do color." Right. I want to work on that. I want to do, but I really need you to do so and so and so. And so So we sometimes as leaders stifle leaders uh-huh. and stifle, you know, certain gifts and t- or things that they can be gifted in or grow into or learn or become better at because we don't want to, um, we don't want to rock the boat one way or the other. And for whatever reason it is.
0: Right. And some people have that. And that's not right. You see the gift, even if you have the gift, mm-hmm. remember Jesus was 12 years old and he was in the temple teaching, teaching. right? But it ain't your time. It's not your time. Yeah, Come back here and be my son right now. And then eventually this will be your ministry. And the difference between twelve years old and thirty-three.
1: But the, right, and now I get that, because it's a lot of stuff he needs to do. Because twenty learn, years right?
0: of, of, of of walking of through. Walking and having the experience.
1: So but that's my point though. They weren't in this well, he have situation. Anything,
0: he was getting the practical experience. But in this. I've gone through everything you've gone in through. In
1: my situation at the school, though, uh-huh. they weren't giving me the practical experience. I learned it on the mannequin, but they wouldn't let me do it on the, on the real person. You okay. know, and it's just like um, in the salon, we learn so much that we have to do in order to pass the test. Right. But trust me, when you get into the salon, you ain't all that stuff go out the window because you learn and you do what's easy for you to do in order for you to get the results you need
0: and right? that's and that's the same thing with, with cooking if the if the recipe calls for a half a cup of sugar right sometimes you may put a little, a bit, little less, bit less or a little bit more a little bit more right depend and, and it could be dependent upon who you making the cake for mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you just can't read the script without reading the audience mm-hmm. i don't need to be given a diabetic a mm-hmm. sugar down pound cake. Mm-hmm. So let me take a little bit of this sugar and butter out of this thing. Mm-hmm. And it'll still be a good cake. It just won't be heavy laden with all of these different ingredients. Right. Um that are there. So right. let's take it let's let's take Man, we, we we're at the end of this hour I want to ask you a question. Question. The church has been basically a because when I met you you were on the steward board in St. Matthew.
1: I was a but You were on the steward board. I was board. on a steward board, yeah. I was you on were on a steward
0: board. board, and then the AMB church, being on a steward board, you are an administrative leader in mm. the church. And you went from a steward board, from rapid succession, to now becoming first lady, um, e- evangelist, um, advisor to the missionaries, mm-hmm. um, all the other uh, appointments, the director of Christian education, mm-hmm and um, Sunday school um, teacher mm-hmm. and flowing through all of these things. Mm-hmm. And still you have been like having like, the director of education. Oh, you want to ask, you ask support. me a
1: question. I thought you was getting ready.
0: <laughs> no, you director right. of education, but you subordinate yourself to the um, superintendent of Sunday school because you want to teach Sunday school. Right. So I need to follow your concept of this thing. Right. So all of these positions of leadership walking in have not been
1: no, not at all.
0: It's been a lot of tears. A lot. And a lot of struggle. A lot. And a lot of um, folk who you thought were dependable. Right. But every leader, I mean, as a leader, you need to have a second. Right. And when your second becomes not dependable, right, it's crippling. Right. So all of these things, how would you wrap up? And the l- short words. Okay. Your journey through this fast-paced, very short, compacted exercise in um, leadership over God's people. Not in the salon, not in the family, but mm-hmm. the leadership that you have been involved with in the church. How would you describe how it has brought and effect mm-hmm. to you, mm-hmm. Pastor's wife.
1: Wow, well, okay, so it's been very difficult. I, uh-huh. th- so that's one thing, it's been very difficult. Um, it's It's been difficult in a way that, um, that a lot of times, if I'm honest, has made me wanna give up, mm-hmm. right? But the only thing that has really kept me um, walking um, in those ways is that I go to God and I ask him, mm-hmm. you know, um, what would you have me to do? You put me here.
0: Um, so now what?
1: Pretty much. Uh-huh. Because none of the positions that I'm in I, that I ask for.
0: But what has it done to your heart?
1: Because
0: um, your heart is in leadership.
1: I'm really passionate about it, uh-huh. you know, um, but my heart's been hurt a lot. I'm gonna tell you the truth. Uh-huh. It's been, it's been, it's been hurt a lot.
0: What's the result of a hurt heart? Because first ladies have it difficult oh, yeah. across every denomination, yeah, and inside of every church. That's right. I mean, it's not an easy job, right? Um, so, what has that um, done to you in the face of um, any oppositions you may have faced? And what have you shared with the other first, because y'all got like a little club. The other first ladies that are out there and the different people on how to be, how do I need to be successful without becoming um, embittered right. and showing the people that I love them mm-hmm. and then making myself available to the, the nuances of the job and still yet conceptualize
1: mm-hmm.
0: a picture of unity and leadership I think you have to let yourself
1: be vulnerable, mm-hmm. um, and I think that um, what we talk about, my, my really close girlfriends who are like, right, who are pastors' wives as well, right. Um, you have to have you have to have someone uh, who you can relate to, who can relate to you, who you can talk to, but then who will redirect you to say, okay, we just gonna pray about this thing. And then we just gonna let go and let God do whatever God is gonna do.
0: And, and, and spouses to... for y'all who are the pastors, she's not talking about you. It's gotta be somebody else. Yeah. Because a lot of times, mm-hmm. you as a pastor are going to have to be put in a position where you gotta take the side right. mm-hmm. of the people right. over your spouse. And you gotta figure out how to repair that. Right. Because when you get home and the door is closed, right? You're gonna turn around and your spouse is gonna be looking at you like. I don't believe <laughs> you just took the side. And you know what? Yes, we t- I took the side because we had to remain blameless. Right. And sometimes being right will not get you where you need to be.
1: Right. And you just have to relinquish um sometimes to right. to the will of the people if that's what the Lord tells you to do. Uh-huh. Um, you know, in a way that is um okay, I'm I'm not gonna fight the fight. I'm not gonna have a I'm not gonna have a you know uh fight about it. So how do
0: we bring how do you bring more people on?
1: Um I think you just have to try to encourage people to, you know, do it.
0: Sometimes, how do you how do you get sometimes followers?
1: Sometimes you know what you do. <laughs> how do you
0: get followers?
1: Um I think just being me, really. I do. I think being being my authentic self. People who want to get to know me uh-huh. know my heart. Right? They right. they under they see me for who I really am. Uh-huh. People who don't want to get to know me. Um, will try to espouse everything evil, uh, you know, to me.
0: And we got to get past what I'm the different parts of who we are.
1: Right. Exactly. Because you're
0: naturally bossy.
1: Yeah, and I am.
0: And, but it's not but meant to harm her or it's anybody. It's never
1: meant to harm or hurt anybody. But you also got to consider. Um, and you get
0: that from Mother Washington. I was she's say, the big boss.
1: I was going <laughs> <scared laughs> to say, hey, man. um What I was going to say is, you also have to try to consider people's backgrounds. Yes. Um, I came from a household where there were uh, three girls, and mommy raised all three of us. Right. Daddy wasn't around for most of my my growing up. Right. So mommy taught us that you know what you have to be um, a leader. You don't you follow uh-huh. who you're supposed to follow, right? Yes. But you are born leaders, and right. you walk in that. And I don't I don't I don't I don't feel guilty about that. Um, I think my passion, though, makes people think that, um, you know, I'm a little bit more heavy-handed than I am. Uh-huh, right. I'm just passionate about things that I do. Right. I want to do what I do as unto the Lord.
0: And we like have many you, conversations in the car. Like, and we we'll right, talk to, about that a lot. Let's, how to, uh, let's figure out how to pull this arrow out of the quiver right? And, uh, without it being something that is going to be taken as an assault. As an assault, right. right. And, and that's, I, that's I, a hard...
1: It's difficult when you, when you when you've grown up all your life taught and trained to not have to uh cow down. And don't bring no second
0: best to the table.
1: Don't bring second best to the table. Your competitive. everything you do has to be has to be like a A plus, right? That's that's
0: really a competitive type of, of mindset. Like I'm I've gotta I'm bringing my A game. Yeah. And you know what? I love to win. Mm-hmm. I think that I have to be in that and if you telling me that you're gonna take a break and take a nap. When we're trying to run a relay, right? You can't be. You don't. You you need to change that right. up. So, what's some uh, questions before we get out of here? Right,
1: right, right. Um, let's see. I don't have any. Do I
0: have Sup any yo? Sup yo? Any direct questions? If not, we're gonna pray ourselves out of this thing.
1: I don't see any direct questions. What's all that writing going on over there? Um, just I think um, our members are are talking to each other, mm-hmm. and um, let's see what else is happening. They are having yeah, a lot of them are having a conversation with um, with one another. Mm-hmm. So that's what we got, Pastor.
0: Okay, so to God be the glory. Did did we lose our um, feed? No. So God be the glory. We love you, um, Lord. Mm -hmm. And we thank you, God, for um, allowing us this hour with the um, people. And we're grateful for the discussion in leadership. Um, It has been an an incredible discussion. Yeah. Um, Because, and there's so much more. Leadership is something that you would do, if you're interested in it, Mm -hmm. you would do for the rest of. Life, you even lead by teaching an example how to how to even die.
1: Yeah, that's the other part that gets me too. Um, I have to just add to one thing that you said, um, Pastor. What you, um, what you adding to? I um, I think that one thing that I think also gets misconstrued a lot is when people are confident, you know, um, when they're confident in, in their ability. Um, I think people misconstrue that as them being too strong as well. Right. Um, you know, I, I don't know, I, 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 and I'ma be, listen, one thing about this family here is we're pretty transparent. And one thing I can actually be very transparent in the moment about this topic is Pastor is much better at this leadership thing, which is why he's pastor. Um and I'm much better at this leadership thing than I am. Um I'm always gleaning from him and learning um because I I can be a little, you know, as you say bossy. I got a sign in my office that says I'm I'm what does it say? I'm the boss. No, it says um I know I'm bossy. I yeah. know uh, I'm not bossy. I just I'm helpful. Yeah. I'm not bossy. I'm helpful. Um, but I don't mean any harm by that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I want people to see my heart and that I care and that I love mm-hmm. and that I really just want all of us to be good together. Not, you know, about me being, you know, exalted or, or not. Mm-hmm. I want I'm I'm put, I'm trying to put stuff on people Amen. to do, right?
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> and they don't wanna take it, but I'm Sister Val, I'm coming for you. You know what I'm talking about.
0: So we'll leave it at that. See you guys on Sunday. Love y'all. Um, morning. And um, please be blessed. And Brother be Gary, safe. it's not happening. Be careful. Brother Gary, nah, no, I'm not doing the, um duck call. <laughs> you got me in trouble way too many times. God bless you. We love y'all. Love you. Talk to you later.
1: Good night.